Welcome to the Next Brave Thing podcast. My name is Ella Hooper, and I believe that breakthrough is on the other side of bravery. This podcast features brave stories, emotional health, and creativity to inspire you to take your next brave step. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to dive in okay. to this episode. Dante, it's so great to have you. Yes, I am so excited. I love you so much. I love you and I love your wife and I love your babies. Yes. yes. You're, you're, I, I want my listeners to know I met you seven years ago, Gosh, maybe. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, yeah. you were in third year of school. I was in second year. Yeah, so seven years. Yeah, uh-huh. seven years. And we went yeah. to LA together. We did. We did. And you were just dating your <laughs> now wife, Chantel. Yes, I was pursuing and dating and head over heels for that girl. You were crazy about yes, her. I was. You still are I was. crazy about I her. Am. Yep. But it was so cute. They they both wore black. <laughs> a lot, a lot of black yep, and yep. Uh, giving keychains. Yep, that was that was yep, the era. That was the thing. Yes, no, <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> yes, and yeah, Chantal is like one of my dearest friends. She's also been on this podcast. Yeah, and then because our birthdays are the same, no, like the same year and day. Yes, crazy. it is. It yep. is crazy. So we're just meant to be friends. Yes, and um, so yeah, I've got to see your family's journey and. Yeah, yeah. It's been such a honor to kind of watch because you, like, I want my audience to know, like, this man practices what he preaches, like, and I've seen you because I think I met you when you were probably 19. Yeah. Yeah. 19? Around then. I was 19, 20. Yeah. 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 I was 20. And I think being in the environment we are, we all witness witness each other's transformation and growth. And we all come alongside each other as... We grow in our creative gifts or whatever we're, you know, growing yeah. in. And mm-hmm. I've definitely got to, got to see you do that. 100%. But tell the audience a little bit about who you are. Yeah, I am a father of three beautiful babies. They are beautiful. Um, my oldest son, Zion. Mm-hmm. Um, Kobe, who mm-hmm. is going to be turning three in oh. a little bit. And, yes. And um, Zara, who yes. was just born back in November. Um, and they are... The greatest things that have ever happened to me. Um, yeah, and I'm also 28, so I'm a young dad, young, young buck dad. <laughs> yes, and oh. yo, yes, and I remember when you guys had just gotten married. <laughs> I was in Australia when you guys got married because it was oh, like that. Yeah, yep, it was like yep, that, that. Oh, I'm getting back from. Because it was like right after school ending. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I sadly didn't get to make it to the wedding. Yeah. But I remember, I think it would have been very soon in. I was catching up for coffee with Chantel and she hugs me and I had this thought, she's pregnant. <laughs> you're right. Yes. But four months in. Four months yeah. into marriage. Yeah. And you, I've always known you to be a go-getter and a dreamer. Yeah. And I guess being that young, finding out you're a dad, like what was that like? I for remember you? being terrified. I, yeah. Um, me and Chantel, we talk about that story often. We're in the bathroom of our 800 square foot apartment. And yeah. Find out that we're pregnant, and I literally, my first thought was, my dreams aren't going to happen. Wow. <laughs> I was terrified <laughs> yeah. of having kids. Yeah. Like, I've always wanted kids, was like, um, but our goal was, you know, we're going to have our five-year plan, like, yeah. do some of the travel, the things that we want to do, and and then we're going to have kids and the whole, that whole route. Yeah. Um, four months in, find out 
I'm going to be a dad. And I, I could not believe that this was happening. And yeah. um, on top of that, I was like, I want to have a girl. I want to have a girl because I was afraid to raise men. Why? I didn't wow. feel like I had anything to give away. Wow. Because you celebrate women really well. Yes. And I know you have an amazing mom who yes. you yes. love. And yes. Grew yes. Grew up with my stepdad. Great man. But yeah. didn't have a lot emotionally to give. And yeah. so for me, I was like, man, I it really brought up the question, do I have what it takes wow. to do this? Um, wow. And so I got to, to face that and... Yeah. Good Lord, I'm so grateful I had a son first. Yeah. I'm so grateful. I have two boys and a girl. Yes. Like, that's the dream. Yes. And oh. so, um, but yeah, wow. back in 2016, finding out I was going to be a dad was um, terrifying. But every, all of the beliefs that I had, this, you know, that fear of, are my dreams going to happen? Are the things that I've imagined my life to be? I'm so grateful that these expectations that were rooted in fantasy. Yeah. The, these yeah. expectations that were, that they weren't rooted on this, um, you know, foundation of, oh, things happen and I have plans and they get to work out. It was more yeah. so like, man, these are, these are dreams that I have that mm. I'm hoping and I will do anything to make them happen. And yeah. and the responsibilities and the sacrifice, that wasn't a question. Yeah. And it felt like, you know, when when it came up of me having my first child and then also my second, it was this reality of what do I get to let go, but what am I actually grabbing a hold to? Yeah. And I began to I began to um dream different. Yeah. I began to even imagine my life and my marriage and yeah. and what we could go after differently. And literally so much of what we're doing right now is because I was able to to lean in and and reimagine, oh, okay, I have kids. Does that really stop my dreams or mm. is there a new way to do this? Yeah. And yeah. that's what I've that's... discovered over the course of the past like six years and it's so cool because man when I can imagine and I was sort of witness to some of it you know obviously um yeah finding out you're pregnant and that kind of being so out of control and and I think because there's a narrative out there in the world that that says if you have kids that means your life is over like even in Hollywood there's like they kind of make fun of it, like, yeah. oh, yeah, your life is, you know, life is on the shelf or, like, there's a whole narrative there. And what I've witnessed from watching you and Chantel for where you are today is that you fully change the narrative and actually yeah. come from way more of an empowered place than yes. this powerless, I'm a victim to my circumstances place. Yes. But I guess before we, like, dive deeper into mm-hmm. all of that, just give our audience, like, um, like what is it? The many things okay. that you yeah. do. Let me, let me list off <laughs> yeah, some of the, all the stuff. Things. So um, one yeah. of my roles um, is a youth pastor. Yes. Full time. Um, and I also have a side business um, as a creative um, 
creative. Because <laughs> I, yeah. I do graphic design, I build websites, I do, um, me and my wife have a podcast yes. as well. I'm doing the complex. Uh, I'm yes. doing the complex, season yeah. two, gearing back up. Yes. Um, <laughs> we also, um, I help build her e-course mm-hmm. um, and her brand and everything she's doing with her life coaching. Um, but my, the, my main, you know, role that I'm doing within my creative world is um, design and coaching, creative coaching. Yes. Yeah. And so that's with um, a couple of businesses where I'm helping with their branding and their story. Yeah. Um, and so been doing that for about two years. I was hired on um, before I became the youth pastor back in 2016 as the creative director. And mm. basically I wasn't directing anything. I was just learning how to create a bunch of different yeah. stuff. And yeah. so I got handed a computer and was set to, you know, learn build websites and stuff. And I yeah. went on Photoshop. I don't, people ask me like, who, how did I learn Photoshop? I don't even remember learning really? how to do it. Wow. I, I just know like, oh, I, I just know how, like, I don't know if I woke up one day or it just was I was around, you know, I spent a lot of time around other designers who had gone to school for graphic design um, and even with like merch design and things like that. Um, a lot of that started with me just trying it out mm-hmm. and realizing, oh, I have an eye for this. Oh, this yeah. naturally flows for me. And, yeah. and it's not really, I thought it was normal, um, even how I saw design and how wow. I saw space. Um, yeah, that's and so, unique. And so it really yeah, is I, I a didn't unique realize that gift. until like, you yeah. know, a few years ago, but, um, who, who like, tell me the moment you realized, oh, I'm good at this. Oh gosh. Um, I would say yesterday. <laughs> you know? um, yeah. It's it's so funny because like the, that thing of like, oh, out. I can do this, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like I feel like you have to continue, continuously keep telling yourself like, yeah. oh, I can do this. Yes. You know, oh, I totally um, relate because especially with like things like design or um, conceptualizing a brand or, mm. or whatever, it's levels to it. Yes. You know, like, oh, like one day yes. you can think you're an expert and then the next day you're like, I know nothing. Yeah. Um, and so I, I would say the moment I um, it was probably back in 2018, though, where I, I built out this um, this idea called the bench warmers. And it was this thing for our youth conference that we did. And it was this live expression, basically like a live reality show um, with teenagers trying out some dumb stuff. Um, (laughs) And it was incredible. Like the content Mm. that we got out of it, the ideas that came out of it. And I remember it felt so vulnerable having an idea be realized and people see it. And it goes from um, thoughts in our head and drawn up on paper to fully conceptualized, living, breathing. Wow experience that somebody got to step into. Mm. And I remember that was one of the first times that I, I started to recognize like, oh, I'm I'm starting to do this. Um, I'm starting to find my rhythm in creating an idea and getting it into an actual project. Yes. Um, and that became easier and easier the more I did it. And yeah. so I, I would say my confidence began to grow um, probably after that project because yeah. I realized like, oh, 
I thought of that. Yeah. And now it's on this stage. Yeah. And thousands of people are looking yeah. at it. Well, hundreds of people are looking at it. Oh, and so, I love that. Yeah. I love celebrating those moments because yes. I think we pass by those moments too quickly. Yes. Because self-doubt is so crippling and I just think we need to ruminate on yes. those wins. I, I love one of the things that I love about my journey, even as someone who is um, indulged in creativity, one yeah. of the things that I love about my journey has mm. been I can track my confidence and how it's grown. Wow. Um, yeah. I can look back and remember when I was like, man, I don't, I feel so much imposter syndrome. Yeah. I feel like I feel so inadequate mm. because I'm I'm aware of the value of knowing fundamentals, but I mm. have none. <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the idea of like, oh, someone went to school for this and they learned the history behind the design yeah. and behind branding and, and knowing that, oh, I don't have the space to do that right now, but I want to continue in this. You can feel that imposter syndrome. Yeah. But I remember looking at that and saying, okay, what do I have? Mm. Like, what can I work with? That's good. And, and I, I would take a risk, like this idea of bench warmers, or I would yeah. take a risk on creating this merch or pitching myself towards someone um, for a project, and, and I would land it and do it. Mm. And I would take that moment and say, I, I chose this, and this is what happened because I, I chose to step forward. I ch- you know, I chose to step forward and I saw results from it. Yeah. And I've allowed those moments and I've written them down. Like yeah. I've allowed those moments to give me confidence for the next thing. Yes. Like, oh, I, this might be a new thing that I've never done before. But man, look at that one time, mm. you know, or even there, there's been certain people. Um, I also do spoken word. So yes, that, you do. Th- there's yeah. been certain people that have said to me, um, Dante, like, do you have anything else like out right now or um you know what you did was incredible but it's also it's people that are in the industry of music Mm. and i take those moments as like i'm gonna let that give me energy yeah to keep going after this even when i feel like i'm not oh remember that one time this this person who i really value said this yes you know or remember that one time I, i tried this and it actually you know, brought some results. It might not have brought the exact thing that I was hoping, but look at what what did happen. Yeah. And I use those moments to build the, the confidence to say yes again. That's so yes. good. Yes. Oh, I it's, love it's that. It's been one of the main things. I would say yes. one of the reasons why I have too many projects and mm-hmm. I have to hold back people. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm at a place now. I've been able to take on projects that I want to take on. Yes. Like, I'm not taking on every project. And I would say a big reason to that is because my confidence has grown. Yeah, totally. And even how I pitch myself, even the things that I imagine myself, I can do that. Yeah. I think I can do that. I wasn't always thinking that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Where do you, like, because I think a lot of us grew up or even just going through high school and life, you kind of lose that self-belief or yeah. We some people who are probably listening have had disappointment just crush them in their creative yes. dreams. Yes. Like, like I mean, you're talking about getting encouragement from others, but then also yeah. strengthening and encouraging yourself mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. But like, what? Who? How do you seek encouragement? Or yeah. I don't know. Like, because you're so amazing. Real. You're amazing at getting mentorship yeah. and fathers to speak into your life yeah. and not having you know, yes. your biological father with you, like, what does that looks like for you? Yeah, yeah. I would say um, 
a big part of uh, being encouraged now has had a lot to do with letting go of self-protection. Oh, <laughs> because, wow. Because so there's been so many times where someone has tried to encourage me, but I, I would cut it off mm. because of a fear. If I let this in, if I let this feel too, a little too good, mm. <laughs> it'll be taken away from me. Yeah. And, wow. and, and that came from moments as a kid where I would be excited about something and I got embarrassed. Yeah. One, of, one of my biggest yeah. um, triggers would be if mm. I felt embarrassed or exposed in yeah. any kind of way. Yeah. And, and when you think about creativity. It's all about being seen. <laughs> So, yeah. You are putting yourself yeah. on the line. And yes. one of my biggest triggers was if I'm exposed in a way that I did not intend, yeah. Dante shuts down. Yeah. And I had to go back into the moment where that first happened. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. and, and um I remember sitting down thinking about um and this was when I was in a season of intense counseling. Yes. Um in 2020. I'm I'm like Twice a week for a year straight, yeah, and wow. um, and one of the memories that came up, um, mm-hmm. and I felt uh, I felt like a lot of um, my healing journey had to do with a lot of memories of moments that happened that I had to go and and reconcile with myself. Yes, um, that's so powerful. One, one of the moments that happened was I'm sitting at the table with a relative, um, and I'm doing something that. They're asking me to do, and they get frustrated and impatient with me. Mm. And I remember in that moment, my it was as if a fog came over my mind, and I couldn't think straight. Yeah. And and I remember, it was almost like my emotions left, and I felt safe. It was the weirdest feeling wow. because this person is upset with me, and yet I'm sitting there and I'm unaffected by it. And that was the moment that self-protection entered into my life. Yes. Because yes. because the person who would be the safest place to me wasn't safe, I had to become safe to myself, and that was the only place yes. that I would find safety. Yes. And because of that, that lived throughout my life, and it would mm. show up in different moments that would cause me to self-protect. And what self-protection does is when I don't let people in and I don't let people see me and I compartmentalize my life, I no longer begin to live connected. Mm. Yeah. And, and creativity, as yes. much as it is about being ex- like being seen, it's about being connected. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I started mm-hmm. to... Um, from from that space, the, the self protection that just ran my life. I I, I wasn't able to um, be my most honest and most truest self. Yeah. Because I was afraid that if I if I bring myself forward, will somebody shoot me down? Mm. You know, will I will I get cut down? Mm-hmm. And I had to go back to that moment and say, man. Dante, I'm so sorry yeah. that that moment happened to you. That shouldn't have happened. That mm. person wasn't safe. That yeah. wasn't okay. Yeah. But. But we we gotta we gotta move past this moment. Yeah. There, there's space for you to heal from this, but there's much more for you to experience. Yeah. And as I began to sit with that moment and a lot of other moments, this sense yeah. of self protection or this need to put a, put my best foot forward, mm-hmm. this need to only bring my best because no one will accept me at my worst. Mm. I started to confront that lie. Wow. And and as I did, I would look up and see. Oh, there are people around me that are safe. Yeah. There are people around me that I can go to. Mm-hmm. And the reason that this has been so key to me growing my confidence has been I found the right people to share with. Yes. 
Yeah. And I was yeah. just telling someone this the other day. Um, I there, There's a list of five people that I have yeah. of who do I go to on my best and my worst day mm-hmm. and why. And, wow. and I wrote their names down and I wrote why. And I had this person, the reason I go to him, man, he's not always going to um, – cheer me up but he's going to tell me like it is mm. like he's a more of a realist mm-hmm. and and that's that's the gift that he is in my life mm-hmm. the reason i need to know that is so that i don't come to that person um thinking that they're going to be the most encouraging and then i feel disappointed or let down and yeah. then i say okay that person i can't trust him okay i can't share right. with him no instead okay i know that this about you this is who you are this is who god has made you to be there's some edges that can be smoothed out. You can be a little bit better at your delivery and I can be honest and share that with you. But nine times out of 10, our conversation is going to be you challenging me to move forward and Mm. you challenging the different thoughts that I have because you believe in me so much. Mm -hmm. You challenging. Okay, great. So when I come to you, I know, oh, that's probably what I'm going to get. And that's okay. That's actually a really good thing. Okay. Then I have this other person. This person is only going to tell me good things. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all need that person. (laughs) I can be, we call it the hype man. Yeah. I can be like, hey, I think I want to become an astronaut um, on a different planet and dress up like a bunny. And that person (laughs) will be like, bro, how can we do that? That's incredible. And they genuinely mean it. I I need those people in my life as well to be able to share and foster those um, Mm. baby ideas and those those little things that I don't need criticism right now. I I need just excitement around it. I need this. But but I also need the other person that's going to be real with me when, when I need it to, okay, I need this idea that I've been sitting with i've been sitting with it for a year now yeah. okay okay what are we going to do with it yeah and i've gotten really intentional about having different people in my corner yes. that i'm going to that will foster and help grow the confidence that i'm already myself yeah. believing in yeah 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 and so, so I, would, I would say that's been a big part of like even how i've grown in confidence but mm. all of that even those people that's secondary to dante I believe in you. Yes. You're hitting on a big thing because um, a lot of people, it's kind of like they're an empty bucket. And even when they get these encouragement, the the encouragement just like falls through the empty bucket because they don't have a container Mm -hmm. to support it. And by you going back to the memories, it's like you're clogging up the container so you can hold it. Yes. It's putting it back together. Yes. Yes. 100%. Before before anybody else can come to my assistance, I'm going to let Dante know, hey, I'm going to come to your assistance. Wow. So cool. You're worth it. Yeah. You're worth it. And yeah. and I had to do that for myself, mm-hmm. even if the closest people to me didn't believe in me, will yeah. I? Yes. That's it. That's and, a and, thousand. And I had man. to I had to realize that I can't do that if mm-hmm. I don't heal first. Yes. It's hard yeah. for me to believe in me if I'm still attached to another belief or an experience that happened ten years ago. Yeah. That I've been living out of. Yes. And I have to be honest about that. Yeah. Not not to stay there, but to know, man, I'm I'm gonna look at that thing. I'm gonna face myself. I'm gonna go sit with that little boy, that little girl in this yeah. moment yeah. that happened where confidence was stolen. Yes. Your confidence was stolen from you and that mm-hmm. wasn't okay. Yeah. But we're gonna get that back. Yeah. 
That's so powerful. Yeah. And if I, that is the one message I know I'm like born to tell you everyone are, in this, <laughs> like, 100%. because, and so that's why I get excited about having yeah. you on to, to champion that because I, you're living and walking proof of integration. Like yeah. you've, inter you've, yes. I mean, we're all in an integration process yeah. of becoming whole and I see the fruit on your life because of it which is really cool. And you spoke at BCA um, and it it's like the room blew up with revel like I'm probably using the worst description, but it was like a it was like a big aha moment. Um because working with creatives, we deal a lot with like what's dreaming, what's fantasy, yeah. what's imagination, right. how do I cultivate, because you need your imagination to cultivate yes. creativity, yes. but then what's disassociation, what's self-abandonment. Yes. Can you speak to, as a creative, your journey with fantasizing? Because you kind of mentioned it at the start of yeah. the episode. And I think as kids, like I, when I trained to be an actress, I was like, oh, my fantasy is to win an Oscar. Like, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, so as kids, we have these yes. fantasies. But yeah, like, can you speak into that as a creative? Yeah. When when I was little, I had needs. Yeah. And those needs, however I communicated them, didn't go met. Mm. And yeah. not all of them, but some of them. And the ones that were not met, yeah. my brain said you have to survive and I found out how to meet them in a different way. Yes. And just just for the because some people equate needs to like yeah. certain things. So in so your I, mind, what's need, what are needs? I as a as a two my five year old son needs attention. Yes. Yes. That's a, that's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. He actually needs dad's eyes to see him jump on that trampoline really high. Yeah. He needs dad's eyes to mm. see him build that Lego set. He, he needs that to know I'm important to the most important people to me. Yeah. Wow. Ne needs like that. Yes. And and I some of those needs didn't go met. So what happens is, let me just use that as an example. Yeah. I didn't get the attention that I needed. Okay, so what am I going to do to get attention? I don't know. Well, oh, I'm really creative or I'm really charismatic or my personality is big and I just got attention from my teachers and my classmates and everybody. And you feel life. Mm. You feel life. And it starts to become this thing that is not no longer just um, a thing that is a part of your life, it becomes everything. Mm -hmm. And I now now I need and I crave and I can't live without this sense of eyes being on me. And this is just one of the examples. Yeah. But when when that when a need isn't met in a proper way, yeah. it goes to being met in an unhealthy way. Yeah. And for me, the this idea that I I wasn't um I wasn't safe. Or I wasn't um, covered as a kid when I had big emotions mm -hmm. or when I had um, moments in my life where I wanted to express something and, and someone didn't come to the basketball game or something. Yeah. Those moments left me in a space of, OK, so I don't feel valued in that way. What am I going to do to find value again? Mm. And I would say a big part of my journey and in, in healing from that when it comes to fantasy and mm -hmm. living in reality had to do with, okay, I escape from pain. 
I escape from um, facing hard things because I was never taught how to sit in hard things yeah. and, and figure out what's going on inside of me. No mm-hmm. one ever sat with me to deal with the emotions or yeah. the whatever I was feeling. And so I'm going to instead escape to find gratifying things, and whether it's addiction mm-hmm. or whether it be um, creativity. And this is where creativity became an escape for me mm-hmm. um, to kind of segue back to like that moment yeah. where I was sharing um, yeah. and BCA was the, the reason creativity was such an escape is because it's gratifying. Yeah. It, there's, there's, it's a really great thing to express creativity. Mm-hmm. But for me, I would do that and I would sacrifice family. I would sacrifice being present yep. with my responsibilities, being present with the people around me. Yeah. And there, there would be moments where, you know, I would come home from from work and um, there's this chair that I would just sit in. I would just stare out the window mm-hmm. and just zone out. Mm. And um, like 30 minutes would go by mm. and my mind was just gone. Mm. And I remember I could literally think of thoughts and I could picture myself doing uh, whether it was spoken word on the stage or doing um, things that, you know, even picturing myself being on the beach, you could do it right now. Yeah. I would feel the physical feeling of what that experience would have gave Mm -hmm. because my mind, and this is what I learned um, yeah. about myself as a creative. I can really put myself into spaces. Yes, <laughs> like it's actually a gift that it I can is. actually imagine and see things before I actually create it. Yeah, but because because I didn't have the health to understand, oh, I have to live in reality. Yeah, I escape with that very thing that was a gift. Mm, yeah, the very thing that was meant to serve people was meant to um, open up moments and and allow me to express who I was became the very thing that I chose instead of living in reality. Mm. Instead of facing pain, instead of facing hard moments in my life, I escaped instead. Yeah. 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 And I, I think like I love that you're talking about this because I feel like not many people when I listen to creative podcasts, they don't ever really talk about yeah. A healthy way of using your imagination, really. Yes. So, and I love that you're talking about this because even I can imagine as a young kid and then getting married and you're still young and what yeah. pain does when it's unprocessed, it creates expectation yeah. and a fantasy. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the crash because the expectation didn't happen. Doesn't get met. Yeah. Doesn't get met. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but then what I am hearing from you is that you have learned a different way to dream. Yes. So now that you have gone through, yeah, a year of therapy and yeah, and really like, and then even you've just had so much, you know, favor and miracles kind yeah. of happening in your life and, mm-hmm. and you, there's definitely been fruit from that, but what does dreaming look like now? Yeah. Because it's like you've hit the reset button and you're yes. taking a new approach to dreaming. So what does that look like for you? Yeah. I would say the the biggest difference is I'm no longer running from my reality. Yeah. Yeah. Am I am I doing everything that I want to do? No. Yeah. I, I would say um, that's the direction that I'm headed. Do I feel fulfilled? 100%. Yeah. Tell me more oh. about that. What's fulfilling you right now? Oh, just... I, 
I feel like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Even with the dreams, mm. even with the things that I, I want to do in life and the things that I want to achieve, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And when I when I look up and I see my family, yeah. I, I see that the, the values the values that are in my life is that I'm a present father, that I'm a present husband, mm. um, I'm present with my community, mm. and I'm present with my dreams. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not um more or less uh you know, one dies or the other one doesn't or the I'm like, no, all of those are meant to happen, but mm. I'm doing that intentionally. Yeah. My my dreams aren't just gonna run over my family, nor is my family just gonna step on my dreams. Yeah. But I'm intentionally setting up my life in a way that it serves my family, it serves my dreams, mm-hmm. it serves um the things that Chantel and I are going after. Yeah. And I and I would say um a big part of the fulfillment has been in the work that I've done mm-hmm. on my internal world. Right. Because, um, you know, let's go back four years ago. If if a lot of what's happening now was happening four years ago, I would feel this big need to tell everybody and, mm. and share it with mm-hmm. um, more people than just my closest friends. I, yeah. I, I would want to post every single moment that's yeah. happening. I I would yeah. need this. I would still need this internal validation yeah. from everybody yes. to say, "Look at me! Look at what I'm doing! Yeah. The attention that I didn't get! Yes! Look! Yeah! Look at what I'm doing! Look at yeah. look at this greatness! Yeah! Instead, it's like, oh man, I'm so grateful that the essence of my life gets to serve people. Yeah! Gets to um, go after these ideas and um, gets to build out these things and and great. Okay, let's keep moving forward. And this is a part of my life. It's mm. not everything. Yeah. And I think a big part of um, me even even finding fulfillment in other things was in letting go of this idea that creativity or the dreams in my life are everything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm bigger than that. Yes. Like like bigger in the sense of my life is more dynamic yes. than just my dreams. Yes. I didn't see that before. Before when it right. was fantasy, it was like it was everything. Yeah. Like if it, it I I am fulfilled if this does or does not happen. Mm-hmm. Versus, man, this is a important part of my life, but this isn't all of my life. Mm. My life is composed of um, family. My life is composed of dreams. My life is composed of creativity, spirituality, community. I I am a multifaceted person. Yeah, and and that's what I began to discover when I went through counseling and yeah. moments with God, where I found, yeah. oh, I am more than just. And this is um, why well, Chantel we. Part of our um, podcast is undoing the complex is because mm-hmm. this idea that we're complicated humans. Yeah. <laughs> like we are like life is so complex sometimes, but that's also the beauty of life. Yes. And so I, I think that a big part of my journey in finding fulfillment was recognizing that not one thing fulfills mm, me. Yes. That's so good. Not just one thing. Yeah. yeah. And because you've healed, there's not this emphasis on once I'm famous or once yes. I'm, yeah, once I hit a never-ending 
target, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, then I will feel like it's, it's I, th- I love it because it's such a picture of what abundant thinking is. Yes. Whereas like, I think a lot of people in their creativity have this um, internal like nails on a chalkboard, chalkboard mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. like screaming at them like there's not going to be enough and you're not going to you're not there's not enough time and there's this urgent pressure and then like was that that was just mediocre and there's like this hum that they live their life Mm -hmm. with and it sounds like even just talking to you like that you found a really calm contented like content but still going after it yes because because then when when the opportunities come the stakes don't feel as high yeah because you're not when, getting your identity from it or validation. It's not yeah. everything. So yeah. then the, the the it's the catch is so funny because then I'm able to show up even more myself because mm. I don't feel the stakes. You you ever mm. been in a moment where you feel the stakes of something? You're not yourself. Yeah. You have so much adrenaline rushing to yes. your head. You are going back to your primal state and your brain is saying, do the basic stuff. Do the yeah. basic stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But when you are so content and you're in a space of I am fulfilled walking into this, mm-hmm. the way that you show up in your fullness yeah. will nail that moment. Yes. You will be you will be ready for the moment. Yeah. The more you are already finding, oh, okay, what am I gonna find that's yeah. gonna bring me to a space where I'm okay with where I'm at? As I go after my dreams. Yeah. And so I that's think that's so cool. been uh, the fun um, space that I've gotten to live in in mm. these past few years is, man, I have, I feel like I have more dreams than I've ever had in my life. Yeah. You know, and I have yeah. three kids. I have a full-time job, like my yeah. ministry job. Like if you've ever been in ministry, yeah. ministry is demanding. Yes. But it's crazy because my capacity feels bigger than it's ever been. Which is wild. It's crazy. Like it's so cool. Like people ask me, that. how do you do all the stuff that you're doing? I'm like, I don't know. But yeah. do I feel fulfilled? 100%. Come on, so do, good. Am I a little bit tired? Yeah. yeah. That, that's, the, that's the cost of the work. Yeah. You know, like that. that's yeah. what we do. Like we're like, we're creatives and we're trying yeah. to build things that actually change lives. Mm. Like, okay, I, I, might, I might be up a little bit editing this, this yeah. thing or working on this a little bit. but Yeah. And I think like when you talk about enlarging your capacity, when you heal, like you don't have all of the distractions in the way. Yes. So when yes. I don't know about you, but oh, like oh, I, yes. I was reading your, um, your about me section on your website, and it talked about like having the extreme highs, but then like apathy. Yes, and I can relate to the apathy side of like exhaustion and like yeah. procrastination want, do this. and the I'll shame spiral of feeling like oh I should have done that and yeah. like all of that. Yeah. And so, can you speak to? Yeah, like I, I think that you, I think just from observation, you have more margin and capacity yes. because you're not dealing with all the. Yes, I've I've noticed yeah. that there's been um, moments in my life where my capacity feels really big and really small. Yeah, and, and I've thought through, um, is it just time? 
Mm. Or is there something else? And the more I began to think about it, I realized the moments that my capacity would feel small was moments where there was relational tension. Yeah. Where there, where there was things that I felt unseen in. Yeah. And my, my capacity, it wasn't my capacity to do. It was my emotional capacity. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel like I had the willingness or the, the drive to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. But once I met those things that internally that I needed to meet, my capacity got so big. Yes. Like my capacity, meaning that that um, ability to think beyond what you're doing. Yes. Like that, yeah. that, that yes. space to be able to imagine, to strategize, to move. Mm. Like, like that space, I've gotten to live in that a lot more when I'm keeping my, oh, my, so, you know, I just had a um, disagreement with somebody that is really valuable to me. Okay, I'm going to go text that person and figure that out right away yeah. because that's affecting how I show up at work. Yes. You know, that's affecting uh, how I show up. Totally in this relate space. to this. And I've yes. gotten really intentional mm-hmm. at keeping shorter counts with people and with myself. Yes. That's like, so good. I keep really short accounts. Like, Ella, there's not a thought in my head right now that yeah. will cause anxiety. Isn't that so liberating? Because because when I feel that, I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm gonna make a log of that, and I'm gonna go figure that out. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. one of the things so I, I have this, um, I run my um, business, um, like all my tasks and stuff through this app called Monday. Oh yeah. And um, little, earlier today, I, um, Chantel and I we were changing some of our bank info and stuff like that, and and I was I kept seeing this one email of like um, update your um, debit card uh-huh. and I was like it was giving me anxiety because I haven't had yeah. time to like go update it and stuff and then I like leave my wallet at home so I can't do it right then and there and I was like you know what I'm going into Monday I'm not going to let this lingering thought yeah. in the back of my head keep sucking away energy yes it's pulling oh. energy so instead yes. I'm going to face it I threw it in my task list and said okay update all bank cards and all um, subscriptions yeah. And just like that, all right, it's taken care of. Yeah. And I can let it go. Yes. And I've gotten really intentional about spaces in my mind yeah. that will cause me to pull away from the moment that I'm in. Yeah. Wow. And, that's and so that's, good. I would say that's one of the biggest ways that I've felt as if my capacity has expanded. And yes. I'm able to, to show up to the ideas and to the moments and I and I get to lean in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think there's some personalities who are hyper productive. Yeah. Um, but they don't feel they shut down their emotions so that yes. they fully but as a creative, like you, you feel it all. You feel it yeah. all. Even yeah, if yeah. it's not even your stuff, you're feeling yes. it for someone else. Yes. Like yes. yeah. And I've yeah. I've gotten also even with this idea of like there's certain thoughts that I can't afford to think. That's so good. Like there, there's certain thoughts about myself that yeah. I can't afford to entertain. Mm. Like there's some stuff that I work through. Yeah. But it, it's so funny because the the very me processing and sitting with pain and sitting with feelings and, and moments that have happened in my life, doing that consecutively, I didn't realize until after it was building trust with myself. Wow. That, yeah. oh, Dante, you consistently have shown up for yourself so that now, because where I am now is I have a thought that is actually not rooted in some deeper issue. Yeah. Actually, because I trust myself, I can say, oh, that's a dumb thought. Okay, push it out. Yes. Oh, I don't actually have time to even try. I'm not going to 
indulge in a thought that is actually going to waste my time. Yeah. But the only re- the only way I've been able to do that is because I've sat with the other yes. real ones. Well, I and I've done something similar, so I'm like totally tracking with what you're saying because I would get triggered by something and it would take me under for days. Yes. And it's like you're wading through like yes. the swamp yard of your right. soul and yes. you're trying to you're having arguments in your head about yep. with people that are not even there yep. and um yeah i mean that's a rough season to be in but you've had like a year's worth of weekly counseling twice a week yes. so you and you would have really clear your own family blueprint of what you grew up with. And so you know yes. like when it's like, oh, this is a shame trigger and this is – I know can, where this comes from. You can dial yep. it real yep. quick, which yep. is the beauty it, of healing. It <laughs> minimizes the mountain. Yes. Oh, <laughs> this is so good. Like, like so that I can do something with mm-hmm. it because the worst feeling for a creative is powerlessness. Yes. That, that I can't do yes. what I want to do. Yes. And, totally. But you can get your power back. Yes. Like there are uh, ways to get your power back. Yeah. And so I, I think for me, um, so much of my capacity and creativity has been connected to my own healing, my confidence in my healing, like mm-hmm. knowing like, oh, no, I went after that already. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. this moment of insecurity isn't a setback. Yes. Oh, this right. moment where I felt inadequate, that's not a mm-hmm. setback. Okay, this is a new this is a new thing that just came up. Okay, it might be connected to this. Yeah. But man, I've done a lot of work. Yeah. So I can sift through this one and let that one go to keep moving forward. Yeah, that's so powerful. Yeah. And yeah. yes. Oh, there's so many like <laughs> you're you're hitting on so many cool things yeah. and I'm really excited. I'm so like inspired by oh. your journey. It's so cool oh, to see. So and I just um I'd love for you just just in closing out the episode today, like if you had someone sitting in front of you that's an artist and yeah. they're feeling really blocked, they've had some wins mm-hmm. and they but they're feeling very stuck and in a rut with mm-hmm. where they're at. Like what would you say to them? You are worth sitting with mm-hmm. and taking time to figure out what's going on inside of you. Because yeah. I think a lot of times we feel this pressure that if I if I go inward to do some work, then is the moment going to pass me by? Yeah. You know, because I, I'm I'm going to I'm going to neglect myself in order to make my dreams happen or in order to show up to this role or moment that I have to do. But I, I would say y- you are worth those things passing by, which they won't. They mm. won't. We think they do, but mm-hmm. they don't. Um the moment that's for you, it is for you. Yes. The, what is yours will it, find it, you. It will. It will hunt yeah. you down. It will come find you. Yes. Yes. I am. I am living proof. Yes, of that. you are. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. but you're you're worth the the mm. the slowing down for and the compassion to yes. sit down and say, what's going on inside of me? Yeah. Why did Why did that hurt? Yeah. That bad. What what is that actually bringing up inside that I haven't been able to sit with, and and I would say um, you're gonna get through it. Mm. You're gonna get past that moment, and it's gonna become something that you stand on. And yeah. people are gonna be be like, "Wait, why are you so much more confident? Yeah, like why are you taking up more space?" Mm-hmm. Mm, that's a big and one as a creative. Why are you taking up way more space? Mm-hmm. You, you are going to be 
unapologetically you because you have done the work to come to your assistance and Mm -hmm. say you're you're worth the time to heal, to, to figure out the triggers that have come up so that you can show up to your life. And you can show up to your dreams. You can show up to your creativity and you can express without any sense of self-protection or second guessing who you are and what you are made to do. Yeah. Wow. That that space is actually possible where you're not so much in your head, but you are you are fully activated in your creativity and in your purpose. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's available. But the. The work that you do that no one's watching, and we talk about this often when it comes to creative craft, but the mm-hmm. work you do internally that no one else sees, it will show. Yeah, it will. It will. Yeah. Yes. Um, one of our acting teachers, she used to say, we don't have a lot of time, so let's go slow. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's healing. Wow. Like you have to go slow. And you are living proof of that, Dante. You mm. went slow. Yeah. You went against the current. And I've seen such divine acceleration on your life and Chantel's. And it's it's because you r- took the risk to actually rest and heal. Yes. And that's and there's so much fruit from that. And mm-hmm. I'm so excited to see all the projects that are coming your oh, way and you. also the ones you already are working on. And yeah. yeah, but it's such an honor to have you on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much. Can yeah. I say one more thing? Please say one more thing. <laughs> Go ahead. I, when you just said take the risk, it's a risk to yeah. to heal. Yes. Because <laughs> you don't know what's going to come out of that. Yeah. Can. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, is, it is a risk. Yeah. But creativity is about risk. Yes. Yes. And so if you can risk on yourself mm. on the other side of that, yeah. the way that you will yeah. take on creativity, you will surprise yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So if you're looking for creative, creative edge, guys, it's all in taking the risk to heal. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's how you find yourself. Yeah. And that's what we want to see. So thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for having coming on the podcast today. Dante, you're a legend. Thanks for listening today. Please download, share with your friends and write a review. If you would like to book in a life coaching session with me, go to my website at www.ella-hooper.com or follow me on Instagram at Next Brave Thing Podcast.